It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We've got a great show in store today with uh, some very interesting conversations coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. We're going to talk with uh, Roshni Chakshi. She is a New York Times best-selling uh, author of um, the Pandava Quintet, a five-book series and part of the Rick Riordan Presents uh, publishing imprint. And um, it's, uh, the the fifth book is um, Aru Shah and the Nectar of Immortality. Um, but these, uh, the stories that uh, Roshni writes are based on her Indian heritage and some of the uh, myths and folklore, etc., um, geared toward young adult readers. In the second hour of our three-hour tour, I'm going to talk with um, Dovid Ifun, who is the publisher and chairman of the historic New York Sun newspaper, uh, recently relaunched as an online daily with national and international coverage and an aim to help restore public trust in the press. And uh, we're going to start out, coming up in just a moment, with uh, my first guest. Uh, this hour, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk with um, Bible scholar and veteran Christian author. He's also a former sports writer, uh, David uh, Heron, who um, has written a new book called What the Bible Has to Say About the USA. The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. And uh, actually, uh, kind of a poetic title there. But uh, Dave joins me by phone. Good morning, Dave. Welcome to the show. It's good to be on. Um, Let's talk about this a little bit. Um, You drew um, inspiration for this book from some of the writings about the fall of Israel from uh, Hosea. Yes. Actually, um, the process started when, when I said the prayer of Isaiah 6 8, um, hear my saying me. I, Isaiah had, had overheard God in, in a little conversation with himself. And I said the same prayer, and then I started to understand Bible prophecy in, in ways I hadn't before. And, and one of one of the things um, I got to the book of Hosea, and, 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 and you know, and then all of a sudden there it was, uh, everything that was being prophesied about the wickedness of Israel at that time and God's unhappiness with it 
applies to the United States today. And um, I actually did write the first draft of, of this book nine, nine years ago, but it's much more relevant today. And I think maybe that's the reason why God saw to it that at that time, <laughs> the book met with kind of calamitous stuff with publishing. It did get published um, kind of badly, but it, but it, <laughs> it didn't get any publicity whatsoever. I, now I'm curious it. what that means. How does a book get published badly? Well, it was <laughs> uh, instead of going with a getting with a uh, traditional publisher, which I have been able to do with all my other books. This one kind of stumbled around. Uh, it wound up uh, with a not a good publisher, and and, the, and even the product was not good. <laughs> the, the pages were crumbling, and the cover was was not any good. It just wasn't good, and it. it and I later on began to realize that it was not the time for this book because the same thing happened to me with, with another book. Well, now is the time. Um, I have a good edition of it out, published by UR Link um, last year. And um, actually, this one is attractive, and, and it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, Dave, the bottom can you, line is... Can, can you share what... Um, what in in your reading of of these uh, Bible passages, makes you compare it to the United States and yeah, and I not and not to um, Israel of today. No, it was it, I'm, it was Israel of that day. No, um, I understand, but you know, um, but, but what, what, what are I'm, some what of the I'm things saying is that you, the USA today compares with the Israel of that day, which doesn't sound <laughs> right at all. But but here are the themes. Chapter 1 um, was talking about Gomer, the, the, the greedy wife of, of Hosea. And the theme was money versus morality, you know, which we're going to choose. Well, the United States in recent years has definitely chosen money over morality. Chapter 2 had to do with lawlessness. And of course, this can be defined in a lot of ways, and, and one of them is when the laws are not are not just. We're certainly had, had getting into an area now where Congress, with the help of the president, is getting a lot of unjust laws passed to, to strengthen their own hold, which has become almost like a, 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 a what might call it a, a dictatorship. They're out there dictating this, dictating that. You can't even have a little virus without them dictating this, dictating that. And and the things that they dictate are all turning out to be wrong. Um, chapter 3 is about humanism, which is the, 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 the religion of state right now in the United States. And Christianity has gotten so weak that it's really not really putting any, any resistance or opposition to this uh, religion that basically deifies humanity and people. I can say, I am God, and if I feel that I am, you know, people will just nod and say, yeah, yeah, he's, he's God. That's how it's gotten to, to, to the place where it is today in the United States. Chapter 4, um, I labor, label it liberalism, although now they call themselves oh, socialists or progressives, but, it, but it's extreme leftist politics that's trying to turn the country into a dictatorship. Chapter 5 uh, was, was about Egypt, and that was a globalist country. 
and we're certainly trying to be that today uh, in the bad sense of globalism. Um, chapter 6, life versus convenience, this is probably the worst of all because we have definitely, as a nation, chosen convenience over life. And 75 million murdered unborn babies will show that. Plus, and this is underemphasized, many, many more that have survived abortions have been left to die, um, which, which is terrible. Um, and then there's chapter 7, which is about the new age, which is another form of, of religion that's taken hold. Now, chapter 8 is, is the one I like, because God kind of intervenes. And it, this one is all about God's love. Even though we're being hateful and disrespectful, and, and, and it's just everything else that's bad as a nation, in contrast to what we were originally in the United States, he still loves us. He created people... And he loves us, and he wants us to turn to him, or return to him. Chapter 9 is about cunning commerce. How can I cheat? You know, how can I get this guy's money? Well, you see that? Uh, I have to be careful every day when I go online, because there's people on there trying to, trying to get me to do this, get, get, some, get some information so they can steal out of my account. It's just, it's just really bad, um, the point we've gotten to um, where people are stealing. Um, chapter 10 is sexual license. I don't want to get into all of it. It's bad enough just to be unfaithful to your spouse, but this has gotten really, really bad. I mean, people can't even decide what they, what sex they are anymore. Um, but they are whatever they want to want to say they are. Um, it's really weird. It, it, it's, it's just bad. <laughs> Victor uh, Borga joked about uh about his his heritage and and uh, the country he was from norway i believe anyway he says we have three sexes there male female and convertible yeah that's what we got that's a good one because it gets really complicated if you're going to get into all the all the all the, the letter the abbreviating letters the whatever the heck it is but, but it gets really weird, and it's it really doesn't make any sense at all, but a lot of people are falling for it. And, you know, the thing that troubles me the most are the, the people who um, use the Bible, Bible passages, claim to be faithful, and and use the Bible to defend bad behavior. And when there are so many people, and you've talked about some of them just this last couple of minutes, that really are looking for and need answers, it's really troubling to see them getting the wrong ones. Yeah. And they're getting it in schools, and they're getting it in churches. Uh, and uh, Unfortunately, you know, as you know, I'm writing a lot of Christian stuff now. Um, both D. James Kennedy, who was my pastor for a while, and Billy Graham, who was a close friend of Kennedy's, um, said some really startling things about the, the Christianity as it is now. And, and of course, they're both dead. And it's worse now even than it was when Kennedy died 15 years ago. Um, but um, the, the bottom line is that we have, we have just really 
departed from 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 the Lord and from and from the faith and and uh, now I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> here, Tom. Well, that's but that's was, that's that's my job, Dave, is to get you know the train back on the tracks and. Uh, <laughs> So let's let's do that. Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, you said something a couple of minutes ago that I really wanted to kind of challenge you about, and and it had to do with um, liberals promoting uh, dictatorship. Because I I've come to find doing my show and talking to a lot of people that that are informed about politics and very involved and active in politics. It it seems to me that the left wing and the right wing are pretty much parts of the same bird. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I would not defend the right wing. In fact, in fact and and I, I wanted say, to draw attention what, to what that. I was gonna, yeah, what I was going to say about Kennedy and 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 and, um, and Graham was just that. Uh, that, that, that their take on Christianity today is very very bad. Um, for one thing, both of them agreed that that more than half of the, the people who attending Churches are not even Christians. They're just pretending to be. Uh, and of course, they define Christianity according to the Bible, which is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, and not just saying this or saying that, but it's a definite statement of, of what they believe. Um, and this has gotten really bad. So I, when I when I said that, I didn't I wasn't trying to defend the right wing. Both wings are are equally bad. And, and I'm not defending one party against the other either, because <laughs> both parties. I think I think to be pretending uh, and to be hypocritical um, is even worse than to come right out and 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 say, "Well, I'm a globalist and I hate the United States, and I think we need to change it to a socialist country." And that's what a lot of the um, the leftists are doing. And there, and there's some people on the right; they're not admitting it. But they're really advocating the same thing. And the problem is that there are so many of these people who are taking extremist positions that it's really sad. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of them right now in authority in Washington, D.C. They're even trying to order us around of what we should do to take to, to deal with a, a virus, for Pete's sake. And this is just one step worse than a cold. You know what's you know what? Under jail. They're going to jail. Um, this is ridiculous. You know what's interesting about that? In um, in Japan, people routinely wear masks on public transit and other in other places, and yet it is against the law in Japan for the government to tell people to wear masks. Well, it's really against the law here too because it's a constitutional. We're talking about intrusion on personal rights. And, and to tell people but the, what they but can the people wear, in that's Japan, a personal, that's a personal right. I mean, but, the, but the people in Japan seem to be exhibiting some personal responsibility. Yeah, if there's yeah, danger, they will take steps to try and, and protect themselves and others yeah. from that danger. Hey, I have to take a short break here, Dave. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Yeah, yep. All right. right My guest is... Uh, David Heron, he is author of um, a book called What the Bible Has to Say About the USA, The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today, and we'll have more right after this. Hello, everybody, it's me, Tigger, T-I-double-G-R, that spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places. So be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County. Where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation about a uh, new book by Bible scholar uh, David Heron called What the Bible Has to Say About the USA, The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. Um, And uh, Dave joins me by phone. Dave, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, that's fine. I I actually had one little thing I had to do anyway. Um, well, I want to, Carl Reiner once told me that he appreciated the break because he needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, I kind of was in and out there. But let's, um, but let's get back to where we were. I, I had asked you in the last segment why the things that you found in the, in the Bible you thought applied to the U.S. Um, more than, uh, e- even though it was about ancient Israel, why it didn't yeah. apply to modern Israel as opposed to the U.S., or does it? Oh, I think it does. <laughs> I think Israel right now is tumbling in the same direction as, as we are. Um, it's just been devastating the last five years or so that the, the plummet that we've seen, but even before that for many years, I mean, it really started more than a century ago with the illegal um, introduction of the income tax, uh, which was unconstitutional and required an amendment, and there's a whole bunch of lies. It was the original rigged election. Otherwise, we wouldn't even have an income tax, and we wouldn't have a whole lot of these bureaucratic problems, but but, but it, it had to do more with the spiritual decline of the country, making it susceptible than it did to, you know, we'll say, well, blame so-and-so. It really had, had to do with the spiritual decline of the whole country. And uh, if, I, if I might just say this a little thing, I, I want to say a positive thing. God is perfectly just. And we see certain types of people around, and he has prophesied in, in numerous places, I won't get into where, the following things regarding people who, who uh, are antagonistic to his word during the end time. He says, the devourers will be devoured, the enemies will be exiled, the plunderers will be plundered, the spoilers will be despoiled, and the ones I I really like, the persecutors will be shamed, the terrorists will be terrified, and the traitors will be betrayed. This is a God of perfect justice. Um, People do not get away with the things that they think they are getting away with, and I'm not, and I'm talking in general. United States of America, and I've done bad things, and I haven't gotten away with them, and I won't get away with them. And the only hope I have is that Jesus said, if I confess my sins, he would forgive them and cleanse me. But boy, um, human beings are, are not great. Uh, we, we are exceedingly fallible, and we have a God who loves us anyway, and that really overwhelms me sometimes. You know, it's... it's um interesting you mentioned um the first rigged election and there's been so much uh, vitriol politically in this country since the 2022 election about whether or not elections were being rigged or if that one was uh, a legitimate election and so on and i'm really kind of of the opinion 
Um, and this is just mine. I don't have any special uh, credibility to back it up, but I just get the sense that, that both sides have been, that elections have been a contest to see which side could rig it better. <laughs> yeah, and we've got one side is doing a lot better now than the other side. I, I, I was first exposed in the 2000 election to, to things that were so ridiculous that they made Rush Limbaugh favor, famous because he made jokes about him, like, like the, the hanging chance. I mean, this is ridiculous. They did not count the military vote because one of the candidates did not like the military, so the um, the um, Supreme Court said, okay, yeah, we agree. We're not going to count the military vote, and we're going to only recount two counties because those are the ones that this candidate wants to. None of, none of the other 65 counties will count, just two counties, because these are the ones that he likes. Uh, this was just funny. It was so bad. It was funny. And since, but since that time, it hasn't gotten funny. It's not funny anymore. Well, the more we learn, <laughs> the less funny it becomes, I guess, Dave. Um, but but there is such a, a problem of trust, and when people that are supposed to be in positions of leadership, whether they're elected officials or people that have been appointed to various agencies, to the media, to clergy, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. I, some people even consider entertainers, you know, high up on that list of people yeah, who are supposed to know things. But the public has you know, the the average person has been burned so many times that they don't trust anybody anymore. They don't trust science. They don't trust religion. They don't trust government. They don't trust media. And how, who can restore that trust? Well, I think the, each individual is responsible for that. We can't blame somebody else if we don't if we don't know know this and don't know that and can't trust this or can't trust. Um, I, I had to redo my whole thinking on on the medical industry because it to me and well my wife died of of, of uh, chemo when she didn't even have cancer, and since that time I have not trusted the medical industry at all because a lot of them are just out for money instead of trying to cure people. Um, but a lot of us are we are responsible for that ourselves. Um, if there is a problem, we can re- we still have access to a lot of access to things to research it and find our own answers. And religion is probably the biggest one. I mean, find out what the religions say, check out their holy books, and see which one you think is right. I mean, it's it's not. Um, is it of value can... to research more than one? Oh yeah. I mean, very yeah, I often people who are Christians and and follow the teachings of Christ um, or or attempt to follow the teachings of Christ we get the impression that that's the only one that has any information of value but I'm not sure that that's true and I, and I wonder if it's if it's helpful to people from any religion to learn a little bit about other religions yeah, I, I researched and wrote a book. Actually, never got published because it wasn't very good. But I wrote a book about the Islamic faith. I, I carefully studied the Quran, 
called it Karim, then now they call it something else. <laughs> I don't know, change change the spelling. But uh, but the bottom line is when you do research these things carefully. I remember for one one thing that I remember was that Mohammed thought that when he had this experience in the cave that it was a demon. <laughs> and he had to be talked out of that by his friends. Well, if Mohammed wasn't even sure of his own source, then I'm not either. Um so you find you find out some very interesting things when you do study other religious sites. Um, and some of them are good and some of them are not good. And um, Christians are a long way from perfect. You read the Bible, you probably find people <laughs> sinning, doing criminal. David, uh, you know, he, he's he's a murderer and, and an adulterer, and he's a great king. <laughs> One thing he did right, though, was he loved God and he worshipped God. And he came around to, to, to a, a, a strong faith. But, you know, we have this propensity, all of us within us have this propensity to do the wrong thing and say the wrong thing. Uh, I think it really is helpful to, to research, you know, as much as we can, to learn as much as we can and say, well, what do I like or what do I think? and What am I going to believe? What am I going to do? Um, then it becomes a sensible decision. We're not just you know, nodding our head when somebody comes along and says, well, you don't do this, you're not going to get 70, 70 vestal virgins, you know. Um, <laughs> um, that's just an illustration that popped into my head. But that's what I think. We need to do it ourselves. Dave, um, in the in the book title, it says, The Old Testament Speaks to Americans Today. What is it telling us? Well... Let, let, let me just read. Can I take one minute to read a prayer that Certainly. is in the book of Hosea? Um, Certainly. Because I think this answers your questions. Um, a lot is in this prayer. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, uh, actually, this is quoting, quoting. My, okay, my people are determined to turn from me. This is God speaking. So it's not really a prayer, but I thought it was a prayer. I have another one that's a prayer. Even if they call on the Most High, He will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up Ephraim? That's referring to Israel. How can I hand you over Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboyim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger but will turn, and, and, and nor will I turn and devastate Ephraim. For I am God, the Holy One among you. I will not come in wrath. Um, I, I just really like that, because it's God telling us, and I think that applies to everyone who reads this, you know, Israelite, American, anybody who reads it and believes it, that he loves us and he forgives us. And I, and I find this over and over again in the Bible. The Song of Songs is great with love. Um, and we need it. We really need it right now. There's so much hatred out there, so much um, evil. Um, really yeah, but we live it. at a time when, when uh, you know, political discussion is boiled down to, I'm right and you're a moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know I I guess my 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 question is or what I hope is that somewhere in the book there are answers for people on what they can do to change that so that they don't get pulled into that. Yeah, that that that's a big part of what's what's in the book. Uh, each each chapter 
the titles, which I went through before. Yeah. It gets into well, how did we how did we get here? What exactly does it entail? What do we need to do about it? Um, and how can we get out of this? Um, yeah, it, it deals with. The chapters are pretty long. Um, they average more than 20 pages in length. They, they, each one, is, it's kind of like a small book in itself because it covers the whole, um, uh, you know, the whole scenario from from the what's going on to why and how and what do we do. Um, yeah, that, that's it, it. That definitely does that. But we don't have time to get into that in a, in a um, you know a radio show because we only have a few minutes. But. Aside from the the usual things that that we hear about, you know, boil down to bumper sticker stuff. Get right with God. You, you know, those kinds of things that people are told. What what really can people do to change how they feel inside? You know, there are so many external influences on us. How do we how do we shut those things out and and rethink ourselves from the inside out? What I do is I talk to God. Um, they would well, I, people will say, "Well, I don't pray," you know. I don't. Do. Well, I do, and really, it's talking to God. And, and my wife was great at it. I mean, she she boiled down the Book of Song of Songs to Jesus and me, and it is an allegory. And I had to go through this, all this big study, and she had it boiled down to what it was really about. It's about, you know, if we have a faith, um, whatever it is, uh, we should we should really cling to it and, and seek the deity who is who is at the head of it, uh, and find out for ourselves uh, where this is going. Um, and, and by by talking to God, or by uh, in the cases where you. Some religions you can't really talk to God. You can just kind of place your whatever it is at the you know the foot of the uh, idol. But um, there is communication involved there. Talk to one of the the, the leaders of the of the particular faith that you're you're interested in. Find out what what it is exactly that they believe and what what we need to do and not do. And because um, a lot of faiths have a lot of a lot of rules. You know, don't you don't do this. You don't do that. But you can even find that out. You really can. We have that access. We, the Internet is wonderful for that. I don't, there's a lot of things about it that are not great. But for finding out information, you just type in a couple of words, and all of a sudden, whoa, you have a lot of information right in front of you. And, and then you can read through it and say, well, this sounds good to me. I want to find out more. Or, or maybe it doesn't sound good. But that, that's that's the way I've done it, and that's the way I've written my books, too. And uh, sometimes they've come out to be good and sometimes not but the the information is valuable because you you have in your own heart something that you said well i i feel this is true in fact i i get to the point where i almost know that this is right and this is wrong um and i think that comes from experience and from checking it out yourself you know i read something i've i found kind of telling um just recently uh, about what's going on in Ukraine and the 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 comment was and I can't remember how to set it all up properly but what it boiled down to is that the people that were leaving Ukraine and going into Poland were being considered refugees 
and the same people that were landing in Belarus were being considered migrant invaders. And I wonder about that. Some of the some of the same people in this country that are wanting to block immigration to the U.S., especially along the southern border, are sending checks to support people that are leaving Ukraine and going into parts of Europe, you know, because they're refugees. But the people coming into this country from... South America, for example, are not refugees. No, um, the problem is that that they are coming in, a lot of them, not only illegally, but they're being quickly dispersed around, and we're finding out that a lot of them had had long criminal behavior that they were fleeing, and they're just bringing it here because we're susceptible because of the walls down. And they... They believe that we're more susceptible to entry now than we were a couple of years ago, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But um, that's one of the big problems. And some of those people, unfortunately, who are coming in, uh, a lot of them are coming trying to come in legitimately, and they're, and they're getting stuck, and, and they're really having great hardship because there's too many people for, for to be taken care of down there. And there are some missions uh, Christian missions working down there to try to help some of these people who are hungry. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest problems is so many of them are just illegal, and so so many of them are, are being should be turned away, really, because they're not they have not gone the legal route. They're just trying to break in, so to speak. It's it's kind of like if somebody breaks into your house illegally, what they're going to do? Well, usually the people who try to break in are not should not be welcome. So uh, I don't think it's exactly the same thing. I don't. I don't think that uh, we resisted immigrants until it got to the, the point where there were so many illegals coming in. And, and since that has happened, I think a lot of people have said, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta stop that." And I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I don't think illegals should be allowed. If you're not, if you're not legal, um, this is a country of law, and if you're not willing to obey the laws. It's, you should not be allowed in, I don't think. Well, I just I, I just hate to see us um, become so obsessed with criminals who have been walking around freely since the beginning of time yeah. um, that, that we shut out the people who need help. I agree with that. Yeah, we, have, we, have to, we have to be more discerning about that. And I, I don't think that... Uh, the last couple of years, I don't think there's been any discernment at all. It's just been, well, if you vote for us, you can come in and we'll pat you on the back and put you on welfare. And that's not a good, not a good thing. Would you say that, a, by and large, the the book you've written is um, is is it sharing a, a recipe for disaster, or is there? Um, is it a book of hope? Well, that's more than a book of hope. It's, it's, um, we're in a very bad place. And I've, I've, I've tried to quote, and I did a couple of times, things um, that are, are full of hope. Um, a prayer and, and, a, and a quotation from, from, from God himself, from the book of Hosea, if you believe that God, through his spirit, did inspire the scriptures. And, and then there was, there was the, you know, 
other, there's another thing too. Um, so I, I don't think it's hope. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's sure. I think the word of God is sure, and it's pro- most of the, most of what's going to happen has been prophesied. And um, one of the biggies is is the, is the return of Christ, um, and then the establishment of, of a new, holy, righteous kingdom that endures forever. And that 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 appeals to me, and I, I'm 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 eagerly awaiting that. Even though I know that in the meantime there's going to, going to be, and there has been prophesied by Jesus Himself, some really bad stuff that's going to be going on. Uh, and he he said that it would be there would be tribulation, which really means persecution. Uh, and right now there is a lot of that, um, more more and more and more and more in more and more countries, and even there's some now in the United States. Um, so you can see that things that are prophesied do, in the Bible at least, they do come to, are fulfilled. And the big ones are the good news. The good news is, is, the, is the last Latin, the last, the last chapter. Um, and then that's, uh, that's because, that's because God loves us. That, that's, and, you know, and I, it doesn't make sense that he should love us because he creates this perfect universe and this perfect man and woman and then all of a sudden it's not perfect anymore. <laughs> he loves us anyway. It's just un- unbelievable. Well, the new book is what the Bible has to say about the USA. The Old Testament speaks to Americans today from Bible scholar and veteran Christian author David Heron. Um, Dave, what's uh, what's next for you? Is there another book uh yeah, actually, actually, I just found out. Um, I just submitted a, a a Christian novel. In fact, it gets to the actual um, goes through really from about now to the end. And um, I, I thought when I, I had I was preparing it for for, for publishing, I, I had to you know go through it and do some things. And I I think it's actually better. Than I thought it was. I didn't think it was really good, but I was reading it, and I was getting into it. And once, and if you are reading something and you're getting into it, I don't care whether you've written it or somebody else has. But I have a tendency, if I really like something, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. And yeah, this is. Um, normally, I don't get that way about what I've written, but but in this case, I did. And it is. It's going to be out in a few months. It's it's called the coming, and then that title was given to it by a. a it's somebody else, a friend, not by me because I'm no good at titles. But um, yeah, that I, I'm surprised. It actually is, I think, a pretty good book. Well, let um, me let, let me know when it when it comes out, and we'll we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that 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 that's it's more fun reading uh, or writing and reading a novel. It, it's David? good. Dave, we're we're about out of time. We've got about thirty seconds. Is there a website where people can find out more about you and your work, uh, past, present, and future? Um, there there is. It's David Heron at um, um what is it? I'm trying to remember. Comcast.net, I think. But but and that's that's spelled David Heron, H-E-E-R-E-N. Um, if you just typed in my name. That would pop up, I think, because I'm terrible at remembering. Well, Dave, thanks for spending this time with me and the listeners, and keep up the good work. All right, thank you. And also Amazon.com, you can get it there. Okay. 
And we have more coming up straight ahead. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed. It's a robocall. Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, file a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMeg. Flint Community Schools. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Wisecarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Loan Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan, Flip Flip Technology, My Community College, it's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. 
engineering and IT services at swiftland.technology. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. There's a fellow by the name of Noah, built an ark. Everybody knows he built an ark. He said, what did Noah do? He said, well, he built an ark. But very few <clears throat> people know about the conversation that went on between the Lord and Noah. You see, Noah was in his rec room sawing away. He was making a few things for the home there. He's a good carpenter. Vuba, 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 vuba. Noah. Somebody call? Vuba, vuba, vuba. Noah. Who is that? It's the Lord, Noah. <laughs> right. Where I <laughs> What do you want? I've been good. <laughs> I want you to build an ark. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's an ark? Get some wood, build it 300 cubits by 80 cubits by 40 cubits. Right. What's a cubit? Let's see, a cubit. I used to know what a cubit was. Uh. Well, don't worry about that, Noah. When you get that done, go out into the world, collect all of the animals in the world by twos, male and female, and put them into the ark. <laughs> right. Who is this really? <laughs> What's going on? How come you want me to do all these weird things? <laughs> I'm going to destroy the world. Right! <laughs> Am I on candid camera? How are you going to do it? I'm going to make it rain for a thousand days and drown them right out. Right. Listen, do this, you'll save water. Let it rain for 40 days and 40 nights and wait for the sewers to back up. Right.
wondering, what would be the effect of an arc on the average neighbor? Now, here's a guy going to work seven o'clock in the morning, Noah's next door neighbor, and he sees the arc. Hey, yo up there, what do you want? What is this? It's an arc. Uh-huh. You want to get it out of my driveway? I got to get to work. Listen, what's this thing for anyway? I can't tell you. Ha, 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 ha. Well, I mean, can't you give me a little hint? You want a hint? Yes, please. How long can you tread water? <laughs> of course, Noah had, had a heck of a job, really. He, he had to go out and collect all of the animals in the world by twos, two mosquitoes, male or female. <laughs> and, uh... He had to keep telling the rabbits, only two, only two, only two. So we find Noah pulling up the last two animals, two hippos, and he's really in a hurry to get them up because he's afraid that the Lord's going to call him and ask him to do something else, and his nerves are shot. This is one heck of a job for a man 600 years old. So we find him pulling up the last two hippos, and of course the Lord does call him there. Come on, fat hippos, hurry up. Come on, will you please? Noah. What? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Gotta take one of those hippos out and bring in another one. What for? Because you got two males down there and you need to bring in a female. I'm not bringing nothing in. You change one of them. <laughs> Come on, you know I don't work like that. Sick and tired. It's, I've had enough of this stuff. I've been working all day, working on for days and days. I'm sick and tired of this. Stuff. Noah? Yeah? How long can you tread water? <laughs> yeah, well, I got news for you. I'm sick and tired of this whole mess. If I the whole neighborhood's out there laughing at me, you're all having a grand time at good old Noah there. I went out and got my best friend Larry. I said, Larry, listen, I've been talking with the Lord. Larry said, Oh, really? I said, Yeah, yeah, listen. Lord Larry, Larry Lord, you walked up there laughing, I hear them all up there laughing at me. You know I'm the only guy in this neighborhood with an art. People around there laughing, picket signs, walking up and down. I'm sick and tired of this stuff here. People are walking around there, how you doing, Tarzan? How's everything up there? Sick and tired of this mess here. You're supposed to know all and see all. You let me go out there and bring in a pregnant elephant. You give me no manual for delivery and nothing. Never told me the thing was pregnant. There's good old Noah waiting underneath the elephant there. Boom, right on top of the You let me go out there and do all this stuff here. You never even looked in the bottom of that ark. Have you looked down there? No. Who's going to clean up that mess down there? That's me. I'll tell you that. I've had enough of this stuff. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm letting all these animals out, and then I'm going to burn down this ark, and I'm going to Florida somewhere because you haven't done nothing. I'm sick and tired of all this mess. You're pulling around, and you haven't done nothing except you got it raining. It's not a shower, is it?
Okay, Lord, me and you, right? Because I knew all the time everything was This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.